Today we're going to be heavily looking into the future of the Minnesota Golden Gophers programs. We'll talk Ethan Kayak Manis, our QB of the future, as well as the men's and women's recruiting classes for this next upcoming season. No matter what happens, no matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Uh, whatever turns out, however it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. And then when it does turn out, good or bad, we're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Rob. I am host of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at 4KaneRobVideo. Be sure to like and follow and subscribe to wherever you find your podcasts, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of your preferred streaming locations. Before we jump in, I want you to recommend this podcast to your fellow Gophers fans. Let's build up this community. If you have a coworker who enjoys the Gophers, if you have a family member that enjoys the Gophers, a friend that enjoys the Gophers, if you are walking in the grocery store and you just happen to pass by somebody wearing a Gophers hat, tell them about the podcast. Let's build this thing up. Let's get the mailbag questions going. And speaking of mailbag, we're going to be doing our first mailbag episode this Thursday. So send your questions in. Feel free to tweet them at Lockdown or LO Gophers on Twitter. Otherwise, feel free to send them via email to LockedOnGoldenGophers at gmail.com. I look forward to your questions and answering them and discussing those topics that you present this Thursday. Now let's talk some football. I know Gophers fans are basically 50-50 torn on how they feel about quarterback Tanner Morgan. You either love the idea of him being back and hopefully recapturing that 2019 magic after being repaired with offensive coordinator Kirk Soroka, or you think it's time to move on. It's past time to move on for those fans. Uh, A lot of people I even see in the comments asking about the Gophers quarterback breakfast that took place earlier this spring, posting comments such as, did Tanner Morgan get a senior discount, or would Tanner Morgan be renting his own car to get to different locations this season. Yes, I get it. This is year number six for Tanner Morgan. It feels like he has been around forever, but I believe he is going to help us this season. And no matter what, this will be the final season. So brace yourselves, prepare yourselves, but we are in it for one more ride. But I want to look past that one more ride. I want to talk about the future, our quarterback of the future on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And who I believe that is going to be is Ethan Kayakmanis of Illinois. Now, we'll talk about Ethan, but first let's talk about the two other possible options currently on the roster that at least have a shot, in my opinion. Now, the first of those two is Cole Kramer. He is from Minnesota, an in-state recruit that has been on the team for the past few seasons. Cole Kramer played at Eden Prairie in high school, 
and in his time with the Gophers, he has thrown three passes in his Gopher career. That being said, he has completed all three of those passes for 62 yards and two touchdowns. This past season in 2021, Cole Kramer actually played a lot more of the role that we had seen Seth Green play most recently. And with that opportunity, he rushed 36 times for 165 yards and two touchdowns in 2021. Now, the other possible candidate I see having a possibility is none other than Jacob Newth out of South Dakota. I see him also possibly more likely to fill that Seth Green type role just based on looking at his senior highlight film on Huddle or similar again the role that Cole Kramer has been playing for the Gophers this past year. He is a threat on the ground especially when it comes to designed QB runs and options but looking at the passing side of his attributes I think he has solid velocity on his short passes, yet looking at his tape from the past year, his tape showed a lot of quick developing shorter throws as a focus of the offense. What that says to me is that potentially he could run into problems with looking for reads outside of his first read. He was more of a single read quarterback in his time in high school, at least from what I noticed within his tape. That being said, even the downfield throws that he was taking were typically on single reads, either out of the play action or on three-step drops in a fairly clean pocket that he could sit back in. He does have the arm talent to make some unconventional throws, those throws that we are starting to see more popularized in the NFL prospects nowadays, those off-platform throws from different arm angles. You saw little flashes of that in his tape as well, but he will not be joining the program until the summer-slash-fall ball kicks off. Now on to the guy that I believe truly is the future for us at that position. And that is Ethan Kayakmanis. 6'4", 205 pounds out of Illinois. He has great height for the position. I would be curious to know what he is weighing at now after having been in the program for already a year. And on top of that, the nice thing is he will likely have this entire year to develop as well. Not only the mental side of the game, but he will be developing directly with Kirk Soroka, who is back in place as the offensive coordinator. Now, things that stood out to Ethan for me was his quick release. He got the ball out quick, and he had many examples of throwing off platform and at multiple arm angles, but it looked more consistent and it looked more natural than what we saw out of our true freshman of the 2020, 2022 class, Jacob Newth. The quick release is there. The multiple arm angles is there. Throwing off platform is definitely there. And these are things we don't really see with Tanner Morgan very much. So that was a positive thing to look forward to if he can progress at this level. 
Now, one thing that could be problematic but also shows off the arm talent is that he has a tendency to throw off of his back foot when he's under heavy pressure. It's not a great habit, but also it shows the arm strength to be able to do that off of your back foot still and get the ball accurately on a deep ball, which he showed in his film. I think the biggest part towards Ethan Kayak Manis having success for the Gophers beyond this season is going to be how he can stand out as a leadership and how he is coming along with his knowledge on the field. How quick can he process the field and then make the right decision? He could struggle with the mechanics of his throwing motion and delivery, but that being said, he has had a full year in the program and will now have a full year with Kirk Soroka as well. So hopefully some of those things can be fixed or better addressed during these two years in which he does not need to start. The first opportunity that we are going to be able to see this development is at the spring game on April 30th. It will also be very telling to see where he is at in the development process in that game. Is he the clear backup running opposite of Tanner Morgan, or is that role with Cole Kramer because he hasn't been able to pick it up quite yet? Now finally, Alan True over at 24-7 Sports has stated he believes that Kayak Manis has the tools and the intangibles to develop into an NFL player. And Kayak Manis is the 19th highest rated gopher commit of all time and is the second highest QB commit we have ever had behind Clint Brewster in 2007, who was a quarterback that followed his dad who became the coach and he redshirted in his only season as a gopher prior to transferring to a juco. I believe the future is bright for Ethan Kayak Manis. I am excited to see what he does in this spring game and hopefully taking over the at the helm for the Gophers in 2023. One thing I want to close with on Ethan Kayak Manis is that an opposing high school coach had stated on Kayak Manis that he is a tremendous athlete and a competitor who can make every throw on the field wherever he is, whether he's set or on the run, throwing across his body, it never seems to matter. He always gets the ball where it needs to go. And if he has any weaknesses, we haven't been able to find them. That is a glowing review of what could be a very hopeful gopher future at the quarterback position. And we will be sure to discuss what we see from that spring game on Kayak Manis as we move forward here at the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast. Next, we're going to discuss the men's basketball team looking at the recruiting class that we had of 2022. But first, we're going to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your place to go when it comes to betting stats and sports info. They are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. And you can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season over at Bet Online. Thinking about betting on the Minnesota Timberwolves in their playing game? 
or the Twins in their next upcoming series. Head over to Bet Online to check out those betting stats and sports information so you can get the jump on what may be the best betting opportunity for you. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast. I am your host, Kane Rob, and let's talk some Golden Gophers men's basketball. We are going to be discussing the 2022 recruiting class that Ben Johnson has brought in for this next season, and it's one that is promising to say the least. It's a four-player class three of the recruits having Minnesota ties, and we are going to kick it off with Park Senior High School recruit Pharrell Payne. He's a 6'9 forward, again, from Park Senior High School in Cottage Grove, Minnesota. He is the highest rated player of the class. His 24-7 composite ranking is a three-star recruit, but his sole recruiting ranking on 24-7 that is non-composite, he's actually a four-star guy who is rated as the 107th player in the nation and number two within the state of Minnesota. He's a big physical presence, and that was one thing we really noticed when watching his film, was how physical he is, especially when it comes to rebounding and putbacks, especially dunks. His aggression in those areas is extremely pleasant to see, especially because we need some more physicality on this Golden Gophers basketball team. Another positive is that he had at least five double-doubles on this past season, so you know that he can actively score and be a key part in the interior scoring as well as coming down with those rebounds, which seemed to be an issue for the Gophers last season, especially in the games where Curry could not play. So having another big body like Pharrell Payne to be that presence on the interior is going to be massive for us moving forward. The next recruit we are going to be discussing is Josh Ola Joseph. He's a six foot six forward. He went to Compass Prep in Arizona. Prior to that, he had been at Osseo in Minnesota, where he is originally from. So that is where that Minnesota tie comes into play. Now, he was quoted as saying why he chose the Gophers was because it was a hometown school and they're trying to build something new. And I feel like I can be a beginning piece to something really big. Now, that goes hand in hand with what Ben Johnson has been developing as the culture here in Minnesota, but that statement was really encouraging to hear because, as we know, Minnesota has not been one to be able to retain their talent in state. Heck, even Ola Joseph himself went to Arizona for high school basketball after being here in Minnesota. Now, granted, it was to help better himself and give himself better opportunities at a shot at the next level as he did, but for him to want to come back after putting himself out of state in Arizona speaks high praise to how much he wants to be a part of something special here. And that's something you love to see. Now, on top of him being committed to what we are trying to build as a team, he was the most consistent 
producer on the D1 Minnesota AAU team this past summer, and he earned the 17U First Team All-State Honors in Minnesota, along with fellow Gophers Braden Carrington, Pharrell Payne, along with Michigan State commit Trey Holloman and Boston College commit Prince Aligbe. Ola Joseph is that 6'6 forward that we could see playing at the small forward position, but he also could play the two guard if needed. He has the flexibility, and if we played small, he possibly could run at the four, depending on who was on the floor for our opponents. So he has some flexibility to give us to that program as well. Now on to our next recruit. It is Braden Carrington of Park Center High School in Minnesota. He's a six foot three shooting guard. And one thing that really you love to see and we have had issues with in the past few years, but we finally retained the winner of the Mr. Basketball for Minnesota to stay home and play for the University of Minnesota. He held offers from Colorado, Florida, and Seton Hall as well. So he had options to leave that are competitive programs and have been competitive programs for the past few years. Now, what stands out for Braden Carrington is the fact that he can shoot the lights out, which is a major team need, especially having Jamison Battle, who is a player that thrives when being able to isolate and drive and create his own offensive opportunities. But when teams hone in on trying to lock him down, being able to kick out to someone like Braden Carrington out on the three-point line who can consistently stroke the three-point shot is going to be a major benefit to our program. And he is honestly probably the freshman player I look forward to seeing the most coming into this next season. In the 2022 basketball season, his senior year, he averaged 19 points a game along with leading his team in scoring, assists, and three-pointers. He was quoted by his coach as the ultimate team player, knowing how every player on his team is doing, how they function, and making sure that everyone is playing at their best at all times. And he led his team to the state championship this past season and was a winner for the program. Again, he is someone I am extremely encouraged and excited to see moving forward, and I can't wait to see what his future holds here with the Minnesota Golden Gophers program. Our final commit is Jaden Henley, a six foot five small forward from Colony High School in Ontario, California. He's a versatile wing with the ability to defend across the 1, 2, 3, and 4 positions, and his length helped him contribute to many steals on the defensive end in high school. It's likely that he may need some development at the Division I level, but he has a lot of room for growth, and he is a high potential ceiling. He could have one of the highest ceilings within this class if everything shakes out and if he really grows into his body and the frame along with honing his craft. Now, he also can hit the three-point shot, which is positive, but he needs to work on some consistency from deep, so that will be an area of development as well. 
Now this class overall is ranked the number 44 class in the nation, which is positive for the Gophers because we've cracked that top 50 once again in recruiting, which it's been quite a while since we've done that. And I believe that Henley will likely take time to develop, but the three others I would not be surprised if they are starting to contribute early, especially Braden Carrington and Pharrell Payne. I think those two are likely to see the floor pretty early once we hit the 2022-23 season for the men's basketball program. Now the Gophers will turn their eyes towards the transfer market as we head into these early or late spring, early summer months. They have been really looking for a point guard as well as combo guards that can play from both the guard positions as well as shoot consistently. So that is good to know that we have our eyes set on those guards of that caliber, seeing as Jameson Battle is likely to play the two and three positions within our offense. Carrington will likely play the one or two within our offense. And then we have guys like Trayton Thompson, who will also take minutes in that two, three position range as well. And that is how we're going to wrap up talking about these recruits for the men's Gophers basketball team. But we are not done talking Gophers basketball or recruits quite yet because we're going to move on to the women's recruiting class. So stay locked on as we dive into that next. All right, to close the show, we are talking women's basketball for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Now, similar to the men. We have a four-player class on the women's side as well, all the recruits being from right here in the state of Minnesota. That's right. All four of the recruits for this class are from the state of Minnesota. And what is even greater about that and keeping that homegrown talent is that this was the highest-ranked recruiting class in women's basketball history for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, ranked number 10 by ESPNW and number 4 by Junior All-Star. Now let's talk about the class itself. First up, we have Mara Braun. She was the number 28 overall recruit, according to ESPN, and she was the number 34 recruit in Junior All-Star. She's from Wyzetta, Minnesota, and was the number 8 point guard in the country. She averaged 18.2 points per game, 5.5 rebounds per game, 4.6 assists a game, and 3.5 steals per game. She is a do-it-all player, a guard who can play and defend multiple positions as Waylon had emphasized when talking about Mara. She also mentioned how Mara has a knack for making the big plays for her team, especially when they are needed most. So that is a type of clutch gene that you love to bring in, especially from a true incoming freshman heading into a program that needs to start rebuilding for the future with high potential caliber players. The next recruit is Amaya Battle. She was the number 39 overall recruit, according to ESPN, and the number 32, according to Junior All-Star. She's from Hopkins, Minnesota, and was the number 11 point guard in the country, according to ESPN. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention that she was Mrs. Basketball of Minnesota and the sister of Gophers men's star Jamison Battle. So not only did the Gophers retain Mr. Basketball, but we also got 
miss basketball as well. We are keeping our in-state talent this year and hopefully for many years to come with these coaches heading the programs. Now back to Amaya Battle. In her junior year, she averaged 14 points a game, 7 rebounds per game as a point guard, 6 assists per game, and 3 steals per game. On top of that, she shot 46% from the floor and 40% from deep. She has a great mid-range shot and pushes the pace on every possession. But one thing that Coach Whalen had stressed is that she takes pride in rebounding, which is a rarity as point guards, but also that goes a long way. I look forward to her grit and the do-it-all mentality that she brings. The next recruit is Mallory Heyer. She was the number 55 overall recruit in ESPN and the number 36 in Junior All-Star. She is from Chaska, Minnesota, the number 11 forward overall in the nation, and she averaged 17.3 points per game, 9.2 rebounds per game, 1.4 blocks per game, and 1.2 steals per game. And she shot an efficient 57% from the floor and 30% from deep. Whalen stressed how she's a player that can play both inside and outside and defends at a very high level, which is prevalent from her 1.4 blocks a game and 1.2 steals per game. So that is awesome to see someone that can do it on the defensive end as well as scoring from both inside and outside. The final recruit we're going to be talking about is Nehemiah Holloway. She's the number 90 recruit overall from Junior All-Star. She's from Eden Prairie, Minnesota and was the number five ranked player in the state and she averaged 13.8 points per game 7.2 rebounds per game and 2.7 steals per game what stood out to me the most was that she was an efficient 58 percent from the floor but 84 percent from the free throw line and that having a player that is more of the four position, five position player that hits 84% from the free throw line, that's something that you love to see. And you love to have that, especially late in close games. So she brings length at both sides of the floor. And one thing that Coach Wayland really talked about was that she brings toughness and passion to the program. Overall, this recruiting class is extremely intriguing, and as we said, they're the number one rated recruiting class that the women's program has ever brought in in its history, so we look forward to that, especially given the departure of those from the program. All four of these players will likely be highly involved early in this next season, and what stands out to me the most having reviewed their stats really quickly here and talked about them as players, is that the grit and the effort that seems to be prevalent from them stands above. But on top of that, what stands out is the defensive prowess that all four of these recruits bring. I mean, they all were averaging two to three steals a game, and then you had a handful of them that were averaging over a block a game, lots of rebounds per game across the board, regardless of position of point guard or playing the forward or big position. But that means that they put in the effort on both sides of the court. And that is something that I believe we've been kind of missing here at the Gophers program for both the men and the women. So it is extremely encouraging to see all four of these highly rated recruits that get it done on both sides of the floor.
And that's going to do it for us here today at the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Again, I am your host, Kane Rob. I thank you for taking the time to listen, and I encourage you to go out and follow and subscribe to the podcast, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. We will be opening the podcast to video and to the YouTube platform coming up very soon. So be on the lookout for that and be sure to subscribe and follow. And then lastly, we are doing a mailbag this Thursday. So please send your questions to lockedongoldengophers at gmail.com or feel free to send them to us on the Twitter account, which is at logophers. Feel free to DM them or even just jump on a post and post your question. I look forward to discussing gophers with you more and more every day, as this is a podcast that happens every day. So thank you for taking the time to listen, and this is the show where we always continue to row. Here at the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, I'll see you tomorrow.